What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we are taking another deep dive this week into a little green bag. Um, joining me in my quest for the almighty U.S. dollar is Jeff and Stefan this week. Uh, we couldn't pay any guests to join us this week because there is only loneliness to find as we discuss little green bag. And I, I tell you guys, early review, this song this week had me doing the Carlton all week. Did it really? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, if only we were a video podcast. The world needed to see that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, they did not. They, they did. <laughs> I did uh, the Carlton worse than Carlton did the Carlton. Uh, <laughs> the hospitals would be inundated with people plucking their eyes yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week's song is a duet from the 1999 album Reload by Tom Jones, where he brought in a bunch of different singers and artists to do different songs with him. Um, and one of the songs, the 12th song on this disc, is Bare Naked Ladies singing Little Green Bag with Tom Jones. So I'm going to do some deep, some uh, informational drops here uh, for people who might not know some of the names I'm about to drop tonight. First of all, if you don't know the song Little Green Bag, major place that you would have known that from was from the movie Reservoir Dogs. It right was at the our, beginning. Yeah. It, right it was literally <laughs> our introduction to Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. It is the first song in the in the very intro of the movie that we get to Quentin Tarantino. And it was my my first experience with him. So yes, I read that apparently he originally wanted to use money from Pink Floyd, but then he just happened to hear this on the radio or something, and he said, "No, that's got to be the song." Oh yeah. So it was supposed to be money by Pink Floyd, but yeah. Oh, this is a much better choice. I'm glad it's he a found much this. it's a much better choice, although it's a confusing choice. But we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> the name of this song is Little Green Bag, but that's actually wrong. Mm-hmm. Originally, the song was called Little Greenback and referring to the U.S. dollar. And uh, unfortunately, mm. when the publisher, the uh, Negrum, decided to put out the single, they misquoted the song and put Little Green Bag on the front. And so from that point on, they had to label it as Little Green Bag because it blew up so much that that's how everyone knew it. Right. <laughs> but if you listen to the song, he is very specifically singing Little Green Bag in the song. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense with the first line because it's back, track, back, so it, it fits the scheme of the first verse. Mm-hmm. Looking back um, on a track for a Little Green Bag. And so the original singers were the George Baker Selection. Um, if people don't know who the George Baker Selection is, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of a dive here for you, for people and describe who these guys are. Um, this band sold over 20 million records worldwide. 
Uh, they started out originally called Soul Invention, and Hans Bowen joined the band. And at that time, they were covering Otis Redding and other soul singers. But when they released Little Green Back... Unfortunately, it wasn't a soul song, so they decided they had to change the name of the song, and they named it after a character from a book. Um, if you've never heard this band before, this song is not a representative song to understand them. Um, the best way to describe their sound is they are very much like ABBA mixed with country. A lot. That's that's kind of how like the rest of their music kind of <laughs> sounds. Um, the band consisted of Job Netton, Hank Kramer, and Eric Bardone, and Jacques Gutierre, and Theo Vermast, and later Jan Weiser and Tron Redenberg. And I probably messed up everyone's name there, and I apologize. I want to give you the recognition <clears throat> you deserve, but I. Totally destroyed it, I'm sure. Well, if um, I was going to pinpoint a series of names that would make me think Country Abba, those would be the names. <laughs> right there. Those would, Every name would be what I would um, This song did number 21 on the top billboard for the United States. Did very well in Holland. And they had a number of hit singles after this song as well. And, and did quite well for a long period of time. Uh, they have actually 12 different records that were out. And uh, so final, <clears throat> the final deep dive that I want to do is Tom Jones. I want to I tell people who Tom Jones is, if you don't know. So he's a Welsh singer, um, known very much for a brassy, big band type sound. Uh, he thinks of himself as pop rock. And the reason he has so much brass in the music is that when he was picked out by his manager to start recording... They were like, you have a really strong voice, and it's not going to work with most instruments. We need to bring in some like really strong instrumental backs in order to really work with you, because otherwise your voice is just going to blow them all out of the water. So they decided to, that's what <clears throat> what they decided to bring in the brass. Um, his original name was Thomas John Woodward. He's a very bluesy, croning baritone singer. Uh, best known for She's a Lady. But she always knows her place. She's got style, she's got grace. She's a winner. She's a lady. Oh, 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 she's a lady. What's new, Pussycat? What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and of course, it's not unusual. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. Um, which reached number one in the UK and in the top ten in the United States. Um, and it I, is. When I say the Carlton dance, of course, that that is where like people of our age probably most likely have heard the it's not unusual is the Carlton dance from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, he also did a lot of stuff in film, and he was a staple in Vegas. Matter of fact, the rule was if you went to Vegas, you had to see a Tom Jones concert. It was it was like a requirement. Mm -hmm. um, he played there at least once per year from 1967 until 2011. Wow! Like he was a staple. Too bad we missed him. I'd love to go see him. Yeah, unfortunately, he's not doing he's not doing that anymore. Um, and we have reached out to him, by the way, to see if he would love to come on the show, but have not heard uh, back from his management yet. Uh, love Tom Jones. I've got one of his records. Most of the time, people think of him as like a Frank Sinatra, but he was 60s. He was much later yeah. than Sinatra. He was, but his voice is just that really bombastic 
type of voice where he just he can kill the microphone with his voice. Yeah, yeah. If he really wanted to. Fever zone. Fever zone. The fever zone. Why, why would we talk about fever zones in the age of Corona? <laughs> so I've gone on for quite a few minutes. Let, let, let's kind of hand it over to you guys. Let's talk to you. Do you want to talk about the original song first? The original one um, uh, is that's the one by uh, George Baker. <clears throat> yes. And you are talking about his band being the country ABBA compilation. Correct. Okay, it wasn't the uh, wasn't the band from Reload like uh, like Stephen was singing with a different band. It was BNL, correct on Reload, correct? Okay, correct. All right, I just wanted to clarify that because mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Yeah. All right, all right, okay. So they sang with a different band. Um, yeah, but it's good good for that clarification. I didn't know that they were dogs. No, and, I, and I'm glad that you asked because you wouldn't know otherwise. Because otherwise, you would think it was just Steve and Tom Jones. You wouldn't think that that was B and L because you there's no background harmonies. There's nothing else adding into it other than they're they're playing the instruments. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I listened to both. I listened to uh, Little Green Bag by. BNL with Tom Jones and also the one with George Baker, and uh, there's definitely a difference between the two. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. you can hear yeah. the um, the older uh, melodies from uh, George Baker. You know that's that's typical of that era, and it's just cool to jam to. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like the intro from George Baker better than the one from BNL. Really, but once. Uh, but once BNL gets kind of rocking with Tom Jones, I thought I'm like, all right, yeah, this is, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I, I had more fun with the uh, Tom Jones BNL version actually. I I don't know, it's just something about the the playing the back and forth of Steve and Tom's vocals. Uh, I thought was really fun. I, I like them both, but uh, I I think I had a little more fun with the BNL one. Uh, I, I love Tom Jones. I, yeah, just, me too. His, yeah, I love his voice, and it's his song. <laughs> so he wrote just, the song. He elevates the room, you know, just by singing. He just he lifts the energy <laughs> so much, <laughs> and it's like, man, I'm like, just being L singing this, I don't think it would have worked. But if I, with Tom Jones, I'm like, wow, yeah, this is, this is like the cherry. <laughs> it was great. Now, Jeff, did you just say that Tom Jones wrote the song? That's what I had in my notes here. Mm-mm. No. Nope. Uh, it was it was originally written by uh, the people who made. So there is no George Baker in the George Baker selection, um, but it was written by Hans Bowen and the bassist who is Jan Vazir, I believe, or I believe that's the correct one. Um, so it was written by the two of them, um, and the way they wrote it was. It was just the bass player noodling around with what we get for our for our bass line throughout the song. Um, he was laying down the riff, and then he and then Hans just started singing along with it. And this was actually the first song that Hans ever wrote. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. I, I like the song. <laughs> At first, I'm like, ah. This is weird. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, all right. I can get down to it. So what do you guys... Th- well, since BNL is just covering this with Tom Jones, what we'll, we'll cover it with the original song. What do you think this song is about? Probably a little green bag. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I think it's about. I think it's probably about back. money. I could see it being about money with little greenback. It would. It makes sense for that uh, context. Um, looking back on a track for little greenback, I gotta find just the kind. I'm losing my mind out of sight in the night, out of sight of the day. I mean, it's he's it it or I mean, 
And I've, I've seen it be referenced as Little Green Bag, too, which has people thinking it's marijuana. Um, both of those make sense. And then ultimately, I mean, maybe it's just about looking for anything that you need. You know, um, looking back on a track makes me think of the guy walking along the railroad. So someone who may be, you know, down on their luck, uh, out of the, you know, low on their means, and just looking back for that, that thing that they needed to get through the day. Huh. Stefan, do you have a guess? Oh gosh, uh, you know, you know, I'm trying to break it down, and um, you know, looking for some happiness, but there's only loneliness to find. Um, you know, usually that's a staying when somebody's looking for companionship late at night, uh, uh, or drugs. One of those two, which happen to be the most common themes of that era, um, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, all I could think of is like, <laughs> there's clowns to the left me, jokers to the right, and here, here I, I am. am <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's all I could think of. Uh, no, I mean that would be my best guess. I mean, it says a little little green back, but I mean based on the context of just some of the lyrics and whatnot, I'd say it's probably you know, I don't know, try, lost money or we're trying to find drugs or or companionship. That would be my guess. I don't know. Well, you're you're both right and both wrong, because even the even the author of the song doesn't know what the song's about. Um, oh, okay, well, that's good. <laughs> when when he was, I mean, there's been a lot of theories over the years. You guys kind of covered all the different theories, um, but when every time the that Hans has been interviewed uh, about this, um, basically he just started improvising the lyrics um, back at, at, with that lick that was being, that the uh, basses had going. Uh, and within a few hours, he had improvised this song. Um, the only thing he had started with, with this song was just the idea of a little green back as it, you know, with a U.S. dollar. And that's it. After that, everything else was just rhyming, and he didn't even have a subject in mind to him when he was singing it. So wouldn't it be uh, correct, then, to say the song is about money? If it was... Mm-hmm. If the one idea that formed it was right. Little Greenback. It, it, it's about that and about nothing all nothing. at the same time. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Money there is the root go. of all nothingness. Uh, that's uh that's a songwriter for you i guess <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty much <laughs> you know and i get, i i will get on songs sometimes for not meaning anything um and and we'll go into this a little bit further later but i think if a song is done extremely well it can get away with being about nothing and this is one mm-hmm. of those times when a song being about nothing can get away with it because it's just so catchy yeah Kidding me i the majority of songs are about nothing, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, songs about nothing bring a lot of people delivering a lot of checks to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I only bring that up because last week I really, really kind of picked on limits um, for being about nothing or, or not really being specific about what it's being about. And I know sometimes BNL does that. There are certain songs that can get away with that. For example, Run Run Away by Slade. Like, yeah, like they can get away with it not really being specific about what it's really being about because it's a catchy enough song that really grabs you. This song is also kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can say like that. It. Yeah. I it's, like both versions. It's a banger, yeah. 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 So. It's not usually what I come to B and L for, but Right. But it's not, you know, it's not a BNL song, so it's 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 allowed that little that little mm-hmm. moment of variation, I guess. Right. And and from what I understand, BNL didn't exactly pick this song when they were told to when they were when they were asked if they would work with Tom Jones. Um, <clears throat> he had a list of songs that his record company was like, "Yes, here's what we would like you to kind of do," and then he gave. And, and he went to the bands. He's like, "Do you guys have anything out of your repertoire that you would specifically like us to be to do, or or would you like to pick something else?" And they, you know, all the other bands except for Van Morrison said, "Well, we'll go with something else. Um, let's try something new." And 
then they had to pick from this list, and this this was just Van Morrison stuck his ground. <laughs> no, we're doing my song. <laughs> Van Morrison had a song that he very much wanted done. Yeah, um, was like, the way that he, he, they put it. Yeah, but man, I the, could I could just imagine that Tom Jones Van Morrison stare down. That must have been epic. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, Tom Jones was very willing to to do whatever Van Morrison wanted. He's like, I get to work with them. Cool, great. Tom's probably like, I can do anything. So lay it on me, pal. <laughs> Before we go into the B and L Tom Jones version, I do. This album is a really interesting album. I recommend people at least go out to listen to it because the way that this song is different than the original is a way that they do it with all the other songs and that he does something different with each and every song than what was originally done with each of these songs. Um, so for some of the people that he had on this album, (laughs) let me say it again. Let me say it differently. Um, so basically Tom takes each of these songs and these artists take each of these songs and do something in a very different style than what it was done in originally. And it gives it a very different flavor rather than just covering it. So you're saying that they're, they're covering the song that, but they're making it theirs. Yes. They're putting their own spin on it, making it their own. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. I mean, I'm, I'm very, I'm really curious about this Natalie Imbruglia, Tom Jones cover of in excesses, never tear us apart. Don't ask me. What you know is true I don't have to tell you I love your precious heart I I was standing You were there Two worlds collide And they could never tear us apart Actually, is really what? good. What? Off that, that album, that, that is one of those. I mean, I love In Excess, and I love Never. Tell oh, I do so too. Far. Yeah, that's, this is so incredibly whoa. different, but still powerful. That I just, it's it's very jazzy. I mean, on paper, I just I couldn't. I I feel like there'd be a bit of a balance issue there because you know my my experience with Natalie is this. She doesn't have a booming voice. She has a, a beautiful voice, like an amazing voice, but it's not. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's actually a lot of famous people on this album, as well as some as I didn't know. Um, so, for example, Van Morrison, The Pretenders, The Cardigans, Portishead, Natalie Imbruglia, and Simply Rob, Red. Robbie Williams, too. And Robbie Williams. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a really good list of people that are mm-hmm. on this album. Um, and they do some pretty good covers. Like they they do cover a burning down the house. They do Mama told me not to come, which is want some whiskey in your water, sugar in your tea. What's all these crazy questions they're asking me? This is the craziest party that could ever be. Don't turn on the lights, girl. I don't want to see. Mama told me not to come. Mama told me not to come. She said, That ain't the way to have fun. The sun. Absolutely amazing cover. Um, Lust for Life is amazing. Here comes Johnny again, again. With the liquor and drugs and a flush machine. He's gonna do another strip tease. Ah, hey man, where'd you get that lotion? I've been hurt since I bought the gimmick about something called love. Yes, something called love. Um, she drives me crazy. Ain't that a lot of love with Simply Red is just amazing. I love listening to that cover. I know the desert can hold all the love that I feel in my heart for you. Yeah. If I could spread it out across the sea, I know my love would cock it up. Ain't that a lot of love for one heart to hold? Wow. She Drives Me Crazy is kind of a weird pick, I think, for a 
compilation, but I'd, I'd be well, curious. Well, and for a baritone. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not on my mm. list. I did not take that one off the album and, and put it on my iPod. But I, I recommend people go out and listen to it because I think there's something for everyone on this album, which is, I mean, it's different and <clears throat> intriguing. So do it, especially if you Terrible. love Tom Jones. But let's let's talk about the Tom Jones B and L cover of of Little Greenback. What they do with this, um, yeah. we don't have Aaron, so I'm going to give a quick breakdown from what I was able to find on a couple websites. 102 beats per minute in the key of C major. Hey, an easy key. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can play in that key. <laughs> it's got some interesting chords in it, but it's pretty cool. Um, so let's talk about it. Who would like to start? Um, I, I like it. I actually think, uh, I think Steve's, Steve's vocals in this are top notch. I think some of his best, um, he hits some real highs and lows in there. He goes into some sweet bass in the verses, um, on, I guess would be the pre-chorus. He does that, uh, high kind of choppy thing. Um, the chorus just completely shifts up and, and actually I, I vaguely hear another melody in there, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I was... Definitely hearing another, and even a B and L melody, but um, <clears throat> no, I think Steve's vocals on this are great. And I mean, I always love Tom Jones, so that's uh, uh, bringing him in. Just getting that interplay when the first harm comes in with Steve Page and, and Tom Jones is—I mean, that's just—it's—it's it's golden. I mean, as if if you're a B and L fan and a Tom Jones fan, uh, getting that harm right there is just like, oh yes, <laughs> that's what I paid for, you know. <laughs> It is. It's glorious hearing them like play off each other. Oh yeah, yeah. The back and forth that really happens. Um, uh, definitely a lot with the guitar. The fuzz guitar sounds really good uh, throughout this. Um, mm. I mean, it's a pretty standard arrangement. I think. I don't know if I'd unless someone wants to call me out on. It. I don't know if I'd say there's anything crazy fancy with the arrangement. Um, it's good, but I, I think uh, um, vocally, it's a really strong song on both parts. Because, I mean, mainly you're hearing Steve and Tom throughout this thing. I think they were trying to really highlight their voices. And so they didn't do anything, like, particularly outlandish really? with with, the, with music. the music. yeah. But I found a lot of pieces that, listening to the two different songs, that B&L, the band of B&L, really took it to that from a 6 to an 11 on this song. Like, they really took it mm-hmm. yeah. that extra amount. Like, first of all... They, I don't know what the original speed was on the original song, but they definitely bump up the speed on the song. Like it's, it's much faster. I like the pace of this song. Yeah, uh, better than the uh, original. Mm. So the, the pace is better. Um, I, I thought throughout the song the instrumentals were were better too. It can really went well, especially once you start hearing the singing. Mm-hmm. You know, I find that uh, there, there's a lot of um, performers out there that are just so amazing they're they're just able to push the music out and belt so well that they they challenge other singers to give their best and there's a lot of um singers out there that uh, you know they they've got a career in music um but they they it takes a lot for them to really reach certain heights when it comes to their singing and um better singers are able to bring that out in in people and i find that uh, uh hearing tom jones with with steven page is you, you can kind of hear that this like all right steven's good and then it's like but then there's like this belting that's going on from somebody who just explodes <laughs> you know and what do you do with that it's like oh my god it's like ah it's crazy you know and one of the first things that crossed my mind was tony bennett and lee gaga Mm. and you know when i first heard that song i i I didn't know who this lady was i'm like who is this lady because she's doing fantastic and then i'm like well okay yeah she she can really um start pushing out uh pushing out that sound it was really nice. It was really nice to hear Tom Jones and Steve going at it. And I like the pace of it. It was nice. Uh, it was more up, upbeat. And I like that. It was more Tom Jones' style rather than, you know, kind of laid back. I thought that was great. 
Well, and that's that's one of the things I wanted to bring up. Like, so first of all, the, when it was originally written, it was like the people that wrote it, George Baker's selection, were Tom Jones fans. Like, they were fans of Soul. They were they were fans of Tom Jones, um, and so they did write it kind of with that kind of thought in mind to begin with. And Tom Jones has covered this a number of times during his Vegas shows mm -hmm. um, individually long before this. Um, but there is something that BNL is doing with this song that gives it an even more Tom Jones feel than the original. Like they are beefing it up in some way. And so I was really trying this week to think about like, okay, what is it that they're doing that is so significantly different than the original that really takes it up those couple extra notches. <clears throat> and like, so one of the things I noticed is that like listening to that bass backbone, Jim isn't just providing a very basic backbone, which this, this bass line is, is catchy. I mean, it's a very catchy lick. Um, but it like, if you listen to Jim's version versus the original jim is adding and moving and changing and swinging with the song constantly and if you listen especially like once steven starts singing you can hear all these changes and fills and ads that that jim is doing throughout the song that just kind of bring it up another level yeah yeah i mean once steve starts singing the music changes mm -hmm. and i thought it got much much better yeah there are some really solid shifts in this uh musically which goes to uh, go to some really pleasant places i do like the chorus of this song i think melodically like i said i can't put my finger on it but that's and i know this obviously came first before whatever i'm thinking of but I, i'm hearing something else in that melody um no it was weird though i just had a weird moment because i was thinking you were mentioning the tony bennett uh Lady Gaga thing and how wow Lady Gaga is amazing. I was trying to think there was one other time that had to happen to me too where you get these weird duets that you don't expect and it was a uh, uh, for me it was uh, Brian Setzer Orchestra did a duet with Gwen Stefani who I, I was oh. and hopefully I'm not gonna oh, I, hopefully I'm not gonna distance really? anyone but I was not a big No Doubt fan or you know per se oh, but um, I, I heard that song and I was like oh my god this is amazing. Um, that's another time where it's like sometimes you get these weird combinations really? together. Yeah, Gwen Stefani and Brian uh, uh, Setzer was a, was a phenomenal. Dude. While I was trying to look that up though, Gwen Stefani actually did a duet of "Need You Tonight" with NXS. So apparently, <laughs> all roads lead to NXS. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that NXS was the center of the music universe. I love NXS. I do too. <laughs> I, I do too. I love, yeah, they're great. <laughs> Australian bands are great. Mm -hmm. It was Brian Setzer. I, I want to bring us back to this one, though. Um, so, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. that was I noticed um, about this song, <clears throat> Tyler with his drum fills, like throughout the song, it's not a very. He's not doing a basic drum. He is filling every little tiny space that he can throughout this song with amazing drum fills. Yeah, it yeah. definitely still sounds like a full band yeah. effort on this. It sounds like a full BNL effort. Oh yeah, which is with Tom Jones, which is really cool. And of course, Ed is doing Ed, Ed is doing his amazing job as well, and he's doing a great job with all the stuff that he's doing in there. But his is kind of following what was already kind of written down. But I think another thing that adds to it is Kevin is doing a very very '60s feel with those keys, and I and I was like, that's what's bringing it back. To, to making it feel very jo Tom Jones like is that is are those keys that he is providing in the background throughout this whole thing, and then more like the original, yeah. And my no guess way. is I I would I would be willing to bet that it's Kevin that's on the Glockenspiel on the left on the left stereo. Outside in the night, outside in the day, looking back on the track, gonna do it my way. Hopefully he has a license for that clock and steel. <laughs> like, what an interesting choice to be doing in the middle of the song. But the big part that I really want to talk about, you guys have already mentioned, is Stephen and Tom. They are, it is like, the best comparison I can do is dueling banjos. Like, where you have that slow oh, yeah, start. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then they just start getting into it and they start powering off each other and feeding off each other and then yeah. energizing and harmonizing. <laughs> and it just like by the end of the song, it is just magical with the way that those two are just playing almost off trying each to one up each yeah. other and yeah, in a, in oh, a playful yeah. kind of way. Yeah. I think something magical happened when Tom came in and it's like, all right, you know, there's, there's Stephen who was kind of, all right, we're singing. And then it's like, <laughs> I was like, well, let me raise the bar just a little <laughs> bit higher. Which you know, he's going to do. I oh, mean, yeah. I hate to... <laughs> but once he does it, Steve's like, oh, oh, yeah. we're oh doing okay. That. So that, that's the kind <laughs> of song we're doing. All right. Oh, all right. Nice. Let's, uh... it was, that was nice to hear. Well played, Tom. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Touche. And th- it, right, it's great because once they start doing that, and then you get them harmonizing with them on only certain words, like they'll pick mm-hmm. certain words and boom, hit a harmony, and then yeah. break off. And then I don't know how they decided or if this was all just feeling that they did because like I the could fact see that they're being... just randomly jumping in and harmonizing and then breaking off and then picking who's going to join in and I think they probably had a basic structure planned out like who was doing what lines but I think some of the fills and some of the ad-libs and some of the echoes and harms um I wouldn't be surprised if that just was in the moment and um you know producers sitting there and he's like yeah keep it keep what and what you just <laughs> producers just sitting what you just like... did just did, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That's what BNL is best for. I mean, they're best for. Oh yeah, just making it, making it, making it work. Just uh, making it organic, I guess. That's the word I was looking for. Rather than forcing something that just doesn't jive, they they roll with it and make it beautiful. I will say that when this first came out and they were reviewing this album, the reviews of this song for this album were not popular um or were not were not polite um they they said that this song was fruity in a bad way oh wow. <laughs> and i'm like wow well you guys are a little bit biased you know liking bnl <laughs> that's true that's true i don't know i, I... it's i mean i it's who was it the, the dude that uh pat boone you remember when he did like the heavy metal album um, you know, I can see that a lot of times when these uh, stellar stellar artists from uh, a bygone era, you know, are still trying to stay cool and relevant. Uh, you know, they'll 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 do some pretty extreme stuff, and I can see somebody going, "Ah, oh, this was, yeah, this was a cash grab. This was uh, just an attempt to stay relevant. It's cheesy. It's hokey." I could, I mean, I can see there being critics that would uh, say that and just overlook the fun element of it. Yeah. Um, you know, like me first in the Gimme Gimmies. You know, I, I love them. I think they're I think I have so much fun listening to them, but I know they get lambasted too by the critics. Um, you know, there's something fun about hearing people that you love take on some uh songs that you wouldn't expect. And uh um I don't know, sometimes it comes out better than you think it's going to. Uh this is one of those times. I mean I, I can like it like like you said, I could see where someone could go, Wow, that was kinda hokey. But um, I like it. I think it's fun. It's a good song. I wish we had another point of view on this album, um, on this song, because I don't disagree with anything that you've said. Like, you is there that, a Jeff? trouble with Tracy? You hear that, Jeff? What? We're not enough for him. No, we're not. We're not enough for him. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, the only trouble with Tracy this week is is something that the band couldn't really do anything about. It's just the song literally has no meaning to it. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Once again, that's the only trouble I have with this song. Like, uh, and it's got I, four star. It's got four stars in all music, though. Oh, that's good, because yeah. the the reviews did not come out very well in terms of like people reviewing it. They they would they said it was one of the worst songs on the album many times. Um, wow, which I disagree. But <laughs> once again, wow. I'm biased toward BNL, anyways. Yeah, eh. right. 
aren't we all? <laughs> well, obviously not. <laughs> well, this is a BNL podcast, for Pete's sake. The lyrics. <laughs> I do like the whole, you know, jump to the left and turn to the right and look up the stairs and don't fall down and whatever. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Well, and you bring, like, bringing it back to that, like, I like R.E.M., and some of their songs mean absolutely nothing to me. For example, yeah, because a lot of their a lot of their songs are ad libbed, right? <laughs> well, like Stan, like I don't know what Stan means. If no, but deep. damn, that's a great song. But it's oh, a great song. That is that is one of my favorite songs that I don't get. I love <laughs> that. I love sitting. that song. But yeah. And so I have to say, this is one of my favorite songs that I don't understand what it means. This is right up there. Um, wow, they someone made a comparison with Smash Mouth. The pair naked ladies covering that song from Reservoir Dogs. No Smash Mouth cover of Miserloo, though. Wow. Yeah, they were pretty harsh on this song. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I don't get it, but... And the thing is, this wasn't one of the singles that was released off this album. Um, Tom released four different singles off this album, and BNL was not it. And this was the time that BNL was hot. This was just after Stunt. Yeah, because it's mm-hmm. Steve, isn't it? But I know that Tom enjoyed this song because in the interviews afterwards, they're like, "Well, do you have any favorites?" He's like, "Actually, to be honest, we brought in nineteen artists. Seventeen? No, we brought in seventeen artists to do songs." He's like, "And our plan was that we would only use about 12. But as soon as we started listening to them, we're like, no, all of these, all 19 songs have to go on the album. Like, that's a must. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So obviously he liked album. them all. <laughs> Why not? He gets a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> well, he would have still gotten the same paycheck and actually had to split it less ways had he not had all yeah. those on there. But he just liked it enough that he's like, you know what, let's, let's just keep them all on there. Yeah. Might improve sales. We had more diversity in there. You never know. They waited out. I never. It's all about I, the green. All, all about, all the, about the greenbacks. It's all about the greenbacks. All about the numbers. Well, speaking Finally, about the numbers, Jeff, Jeff was catching on to what I was getting to the whole time. I was right there with you. I was your shadow. Oh, good, Jeff. What what numbers are we giving this week? What are what's well, our ranking system? Since they're the center of the universe, I think we have to go with in excesses. <laughs> in excesses? In excesses? Greek, How, however you want to spell that. Backs, in, in excess. In excesses. Alright, well who do who are we starting excesses. with? Stefan. Alright. Well, um you know, I, I listened to both of these versions of the song and um it was hard for me to kind of get into it from the um uh, from the intro. And then once uh once the singing started, I'm like, all right, that's, that's all right. You know, you can hear Steve, it's BNL. And then, um, Tom Jones just did it for me. I don't know why it is. I just, I'll listen to that dude all day long. I don't know why it is. It's just him. He's awesome. He's got such a smooth sound. And it's, I don't know how he can maintain that sound for a whole song. It's just, it blows my mind. But um, Tommy did it for me. If it wasn't for him, then I, I would have definitely different reviews to this. Um, but I would say, uh, you know, this is tough. I, w- I would say uh, 3.25 in excesses. 3.25. Because, I mean, the music doesn't have, has no point. It's fun to listen to. <laughs> um <laughs> But, I mean, it's got Tom Jones, and I think he's the one that's ranking this high for me. Or that to that level for me. It'd be much lower if it was just this BNL. Uh, Tracy. All right. Um, this is going to get some, some major kudos for me, and I've been battling where I'm going to put that this week. Um, when, last week I talked about how the song was an earbug, but I didn't like it. This week's earbug, this week's song is, is again an earbug. I listen to this like four times a day, every day throughout this week. 
and it didn't ever get old for me. Um, this is a of earbuds. This is the babblefish of earbuds. Um, I babblefish. <laughs> I really love this song, and like I really want to give it a score that I'm almost feeling like I shouldn't give it because I love it so much. I've been I have been excited to to talk about this song since it came well, out. Give it what you think it deserves, Tracy. Give it what you think it deserves. Don't look at your other past songs. What do you feel in your gut? The only thing that brings the this down are the lyrics, but they didn't write the lyrics. So as a cover, if I, I have to read it as a cover, and it wasn't something that they necessarily had to choose from, I, I'm giving this a five. What? Whoa! Wow! Good job. I'm so proud of you, Tracy. Hell, I absolutely Um, love this song. All right, good night, good night, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's a hater compared to me at this point. Thanks for listening. Oh, oh boy. Uh, (laughs) I like Tom Jones. Uh, I I will admit that this song, as written, is not better than like alcohol. It's not better than Brian Wilson. Okay. If if BNL wrote this, I would have things to tear into in terms of the lyrics. But they didn't write it; they were covering it. And as a cover, this is about for me about as well as someone can do a cover and and make it their own and make it just thoroughly enjoyable. Well, you sir are a better band than me. Um, so you know how last week on Limits we had a little thing where we thought it wasn't uh, a song about anything, and and I loved it, and you didn't. Mm-hmm. Whoosh! Okay, so, um, so, I mean, it's a fun song. I'll give it that. It's a banger. I, I do love the vocalist on there, but first of all, I mean, generally I am someone who wants meaning in my songs. I love powerful lyrics. I love catchy, uh, puns and, and those, those, those clever word twists that B&L did. That's not in here. And, um, um, I can't separate that from the cover. You know, it's still a song with lyrics and music. D- does it sound great? I mean, sure. It, I think it sounds really good. I think the vocals are great. Uh, um, I don't know if it's just all all around my thing, though. So, do I think it's better than average? Yeah, but I gave this one a 2.9. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm never man. Being, I'm never being invited back. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Jeff. Did, yes. What was it about the song that you didn't like? Was it just like too tinny? Because uh, I didn't think it was even the least bit tinny. I didn't think it was a little tinny song at all. I I like the vocals. It's not even that it was tinny. Um, I I do think, like I said, um, melodically it was kind of a little bit all over the place. Oh. So we're doing a little tiny song next, aren't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> oh, the rankings what? are going to be great for that one, everyone. Stick around. Oh, my Ooh, God. Fours, that? fives. Oh, come was on. That, that was as close song? to that as I could get. That, like, was, that, the... was, that was good. That was good. <laughs> that was the pun to introduce next week's song. That was. That was the, that was the pun. <laughs> oh, love little Little, little tiny right. song. Really? Uh, Stefan, have you heard little tiny song? No, I haven't heard any of these songs. Okay, well, just free free up about 45 (laughs) seconds of your life, uh, because that's all you're going to (laughs) need. Okay. Oh, my God, Stefan's going to hate this Is it it worse to uh, (laughs) record? From Snack Time? No, 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 it's not. Really? It's from from the best piano album. And if if anyone has been listening to to any previous episodes, they'll know what what next week's going to probably sound like, so. Oh, no. Okay, um, Andy, don't don't tune in next week, Andy. Please. Talk about a song about nothing. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Andy, I think that Andy, song's about a lot. It just doesn't say it does. much. Yeah, yeah, no, Andy, please, please don't tune in next week. <laughs> where can where can listeners um you know respond or email us? People can email us at barenakedabcs at gmail they can also reach us on Facebook at Bare Naked uh, ABCs or BNL Pod. And they can also reach us at the same place on Twitter 
Um, and, and if they go there, there's also, they'll see appearances that I mentioned each week. Um, this week's appearances I will have in the interview that they did with George Baker, uh, selection. I will also put in there the interview that Tom Jones did around his reloaded album. And then finally this week, Tyler had a release, um, that he put out with a different band that he's been recording with during the uh pandemic and they released a song called lockdown um because ontario is on lockdown again at this point they had to they've had to shut everything down again they've had a huge influx of cases recently um and so everything's kind of locked down for a little while again they're not allowing anyone in from out of the country um and so they did it they did a song about lockdown um it's actually a lot of fun uh it is i will say a very poppy type song so uh if people want to hear poppy then uh i recommend that they go out and they listen to that have a good night everybody (laughs) have a good night everyone thanks that was fun don't forget no regrets except maybe one it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.